Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michelle B. Griffin. And I'm the other half of Michelle Squared, Michelle J. Raymond. Michelle, this week in this episode, there's something that I don't think we've ever spoken about in the, what, coming up to 100 episodes in in the not-too-distant future. I don't think we've ever spoken about what it takes to get employees to start building their brands on LinkedIn. What are the things that we come up against? What are the general perceptions? Because for me, I keep coming across posts on LinkedIn where everyone's like, no one trusts posts or content coming out from brands. You know, it's the rise of the employee creator, all these kind of fancy terms, employee advocacy. And it's like almost people expect that to build an employee's brand, you just flick a switch. And I haven't found that switch on LinkedIn just yet. Have you? Maybe it's a feature that got updated that I don't know about. I think it's in the category of they see a lot of star and media, big business magazines are writing about that in the last year or so. But when it comes to translating it and the reality of it, it is far deeper, more complicated. In fact, I did a recent podcast about this very episode. I know you have two or linked in the show notes where we really get granular and some of the things, but I also see Michelle that companies have the opportunity to do, you know, promoted posts, which we're not going to talk about and ads. And again, I don't want to see that. I trust an employee or I would rather listen to and learn from an employee, but there's no magic button that you press and boom, you're there. There's a ramp up period, there's strategy, there's a lot that gets into play. So let's dive in to talk about high level, what it takes and where companies should go. Yeah, because, you know, I have people reach out and they're like, okay, I want to get my company active on LinkedIn. I've got this many employees. I want them all to be on. And I, I go, do you understand that it's not quite this easy, you know, roughly around one to 3% of people who are active on the platform regularly, and you think that you can just pay for training and magically all that disappears. And then all of a sudden your team is going to go and just start creating content because they were all dreaming about it. They're not busy. You're not paying them to do it. It's just something that, yeah, employee advocacy, it's the buzzword I think we'll see in 2024. But I just want people to understand that it is not as easy as flicking this switch. But on the other hand, if you do it right, there's such a huge opportunity. Michelle, we know the power of personal brands on LinkedIn. I don't have to sell that to you. You are the cheerleader for that, absolutely. But the thing is, what are the steps that companies can do to help support employees to build their personal brands? There's a lot of legwork. First of all, you know, I've given um, workshops where I'm teaching some of the employees, um, but there's also in these workshops, I'll have people say, hey, this is great. Like my workshops are in profiles, but then we talk about content. Some are excited and some are like, well, first of all, my company says no one can ever do it. Like they have put Fort Knox up, right? And these are really big companies. Now, you don't have to be a big company. You can be a small, medium, whatever. But if you're going to do employee advocacy, you've got to go back and start writing social media policies. You've got to train. You've got to give them examples of what's expected of what's good. There's a you can't just flick the switch. You've got to go in and create the strategy, do the goals, train these people even more so than one time, Michelle. You've got to have even what I think is a good idea, have employee creators like champion the cause, let them be the cheerleaders and the examples because no one just wakes up one day and says, "Yeah, 
I think that's a great idea. And I'm going to start doing it as an employee, right? No one. And a lot of times, I don't even think you should require every single one because let's face it, not everyone's meant to do that as well. I have heard of an example recently of a company that I know very, very well, and I won't won't say their name, but they've just gone and paid for a whole bunch of sales navigator licenses. And their plan is because basically they've paid for those, then automatically their teams are just going to love using LinkedIn. They're going to want to hang out on LinkedIn and they're just going to go and embrace this. And I know for a fact that that's not going to happen. And by paying for training or paying for these licenses, that's just not an automatic qualifier. I love that you mentioned the social media policy because I think that's very important. And the more that you try and gatekeep what content your employees put out, the crazier it is. And this particular company has decided that no one's allowed to post unless it's approved. And I was sitting there rocking in a corner just going, OMG, someone needs to call me and reach out because you're just about to blow an enormous amount of money for all of these licenses. Like it's a, a big company with big teams. And then you're going to say to people, we want you to be active, but only when we say you can in the way that we say you can. And then you end up with a whole bunch of clones and robots. And the one thing that we know about personal branding is you have to embrace what makes you unique and do things in your own way. And I don't think most companies are ready to give the level of trust that's required to just say, hey, I'm just lost for words at the thoughts of trying to think about if you don't trust people because you're so scared that if they get active, someone's going to poach them. It doesn't matter what I teach them with LinkedIn training or what you teach them with the work that you do building the personal brands. Both of those go out the window when someone tries to rein it in and control it all. And social is not something that you can control if you want results. We could probably have four episodes about this entire concept because I have a lot to say about it. But one of the things is, of course, you're going to have parameters. You're not going to give trade secrets and stuff. But between that and not posting, there's a whole area of what you can do. But Michelle, let's go back to that moment. You just said something about not letting people post because they're scared. It's fear. Okay. I've, I don't know if I've talked about this, but I have in my solo episode and I posted about it, the three P's of personal branding. Personal branding is just a vehicle, but when you allow your employees to do this, there's three levels and how this helps them. First, they're going to know their purpose. They're going to know their unique lane and their expertise that they can really complement with the company brand. They're also going to have personal development skills. They're going to learn how to communicate, to present. Those are huge assets that not only help them in social media, but help them in their job, right? And help them for the company. And then of course, they're going to have the professional acclaim. That is again, why we wrote the book hand in hand. They're going to help their personal brand and the business brand. So there's so many layers of positivity and payoff when these companies allow their employees in the guardrails that they set that, are, that change can happen. And I mean, let's be clear, if someone is paid by your company, there's some kind of contract in place that they would have signed up front or maybe not, I don't know. But, you know, for most companies, there's something that we sign to say that we agree to play by certain terms. And you're right. I'm not saying it's a free for all where you can share trade secrets or special formulations or anything behind the scenes. But ultimately, I think it's that inherent we're fearful and we don't trust you. That's the bigger problem out of all of that. 
And I know that a lot of people don't understand the importance of the company page and how the company brand can help support the employees to build their personal brands. This isn't an either or situation. If you think they can turn on a few employees and then switch off the company page and the company brand just because insert whichever influencer decided that it was a waste of time, then here's what happens. I was one of those employees once upon a time, and I built the world's most amazing niche community in the beauty industry. It was about 5,000 followers, but every single one of those was only related to that because I didn't know anything too much about LinkedIn except that I was using it to help me, you know, in my job. Now, what happens was, of course, like opportunities came my way, you know, down the track, and I switched companies. And I took those 5,000 followers with me and there was nothing that that original company could do about it. And they hadn't been building their personal, uh, sorry, they hadn't been building their company brands. And, you know, it was basically, I stole everything. There was nothing they could do. And, you know, almost 10 years later, there's still got nothing going on. And I'm like, you have missed the opportunity, but because it shouldn't all fall on one or two people that may or may not stay, they might leave. We see a lot of turnover. That's fine. That's life. You know, you want them to go on to the next role and still be an advocate for your company if you do things right. But yeah, I just think about my own personal experience. If you wanted to put all the eggs in the employee basket, happens when they leave the fine middle is what we're talking about we call that the power of two why we wrote the book you know how to build and merge and align your business and your personal brand for everyone's benefit everyone can win here all it takes is a little bit of social media policy expectations training i even think examples we all learn an example so i mean this can we need to probably have a part two to this there's so much to unpack but at the end of the day let your employees in the right context get out to build the personal brand that builds the company brand and together everyone wins and of course at the end of the day make sure you have a company brand company page on linkedin how many times probably every month i'll say this on this episode i get so disappointed especially in your b2b in tech and you do not have a little linkedin icon at the bottom of your website like that turns me off like i am looking for you there are a billion people on the linkedin platform and the users are definitely in the higher demographics and they definitely want to see it. So you need to start now. This is like a friendly business marketing advice. Your employees and your customers are all are on LinkedIn. I think when it comes to employee advocacy, one of the best actionable tips that I could give to people that are listening is start small. You know, do not try and get everybody in the whole company active all at once. Ask for some volunteers ask who wants help building their personal brands and then help to support them to do that by giving them, whether it's an updated profile, whether it is training on how to take actions on LinkedIn, but first start small and then embed those processes and then start to incorporate more people over time. Too many people wanna go all in and I love the enthusiasm. I don't wanna kill that, but at the same time, I want it to be sustainable over the long term. So for me, my actionable tip is ask for volunteers and then see who puts their hands up and go from there because you might you might be surprised at who pops their hand up and says yeah i'd like to be involved and the more you dig into what are they trying to do and what are their goals you're gonna get the people that really want it as opposed to the people that have almost been forced to do it and i'll give you the handy tip you force people to do it 
they do it for the next few weeks and then it drops off and it's just a waste of money. And I am out to stamp that out this year as well. So no more underselling yourself, no more wasting your money on training people that are never going to use it. No, that's perfect. That's a jam-packed actionable tip. So I might share that with you because if you're not doing it, your competition is looking into it as well. So better get ahead of the competition, start now, it only compounds and builds. And then you have a nice, sustainable, organic brand building, brand awareness that you know, you're know you not paying for ads that no one cares about. So people do business and relate to people. So Michelle, I know we'll come back into another future episode with some more juicy things about employee advocacy and some of our best tips on how to do it because you and I both teach workshops on that. And we strongly believe that not just personal brands, like employee brands definitely can have a place and win on LinkedIn as well. So that's it. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so honored if you could give us a rating, a review and follow for the LinkedIn branding show because we get so many people reach out to us, but that never kind of equates into ratings, reviews, and we really need to build that up in 2024, Michelle, especially as we get to 100 episodes soon. Let's do that. We appreciate that in advance. So until next week, keep putting yourself out there. You have a brand to build, a business to grow, and people to impact. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Cheers.